Hello and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am your host, Keith Crockford, and I am back today chatting with Jake. Hello, Jake. Hi, Keith. So we thought we'd get together today and talk. We've done quite a few podcasts recently on Everest Base Camp. We've done some on Kilimanjaro. But the one thing we've noticed in the office with bookings coming in is actually there has been a large increase in people um, looking to book Gokyo Lakes rather than the Everest Base Camp trek. So we thought today... We try and give you some more information on Gokyo Lakes to help people kind of understand what that trek entails. Um, and at the same time, see if we can give you another option if you're thinking that Everest Base Camp is is on your bucket list. So there are a few changes, Jake, aren't there, to, between the two itineraries? Yeah, there's a few. Um, I think one of these things is I get really excited when we get to talk about some of the trips that we do as much as I love talking about, you know, all of the different types of kit. And I know we did our hydration one, which which I actually did find really interesting to talk about. Um, when we come on and talk about specific trips, especially ones that, that I've been on and done, it's quite nice to go through and look through all my old photos. So I've been having a, having a good look through all of the pictures that I took when I was out there last year. And um, and yeah, it's actually got me really, really, really excited again for for heading out in may because i'm going to be out on the first of may doing a doing an ebc and gokyo so i think the main difference is that it's just a little bit longer and you get more packed in uh for that time frame you go a different route back than you do up and that's that's one of the main differences between ebc and when you add the the gokyo extension onto it is that with ebc you go up to base camp and then come all the way back down again the same way with the gokyo lakes you go up to base camp got an extra couple of days going round then you get to the Gokio lakes and then you come a slightly different way back until you rejoin Namche and then you follow the same route back down to Lukla. Yeah, I think that's one of the plus points isn't it is the fact that on an Everest base camp trek you are up and back the same way pretty much we have a little detour on the way back um than the 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 standard route just to take in somewhere different but predominantly you are retracing your tracks on the way back mm. and with Gokyo you're pretty much gonna for the majority of it you're going to be coming back a different a different way I think the other thing I mean Gokyo Lakes is stunning let, I mean let's just talk about Gokyo Lakes itself to start with you know obviously Everest Base Camp people want to get there they want to see Everest you know which again we've said this before, you know, it's very difficult to see Everest from Everest Base Camp. So you, you, you're going to see it at other opportunities, but you only really see a little sliver of of Everest when you're actually at Base Camp. Um, but it, it then is what going to Gokyo then gives you as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Base Camp, you know, the whole journey up is, is stunning. Um, when you do get to Base Camp, as you say, it's a little bit harder to take in the full beauty of Everest. There's there's other opportunities where you get better sites like going up uh, Kalapatar, um, you know, and, and a few different options where where you do get to see that whole range and the the Kumbu Valley. Uh, so that's that's gorgeous. When you get to base camp, you're you're very aware that it is a base camp. You get that 
impression. Did you just, that, did you you just know, use the word gorgeous then? I did. Do you know what? I did, actually, and I stand by it because it, it, it really is. Um, and I think, I tell you what, if anyone anyone who has been um, can say that there's the, the last time we went, actually, we were at um, Gorikshet and uh, there was just this the, this amazing like sunset and we climbed up to one of the nearby ridges, me and a few of the um, the, the guys that had come with us. And uh, and yeah, it was just, I will say this, it was gorgeous. The sun was setting, all of the mountains were glowing orange um, and it was just, it, I think it was just the most impressive thing I've seen in a long time. So you do get really good opportunities on the way to base camp, but you are aware that it is a base camp and it has got a purpose and you get that atmosphere of, you know, there's people embarking on like a really, really big thing. Um, when you get to go to Gokyo, it's got a slightly more relaxed atmosphere, I suppose. So as you as you're approaching Gokyo, you've got some harder elements like the Chola Pass that you would go up and over. You know, that's that's incredible. But is what's, a what's bit... the, what what altitude are you at when you're when you're going over the Chola Pass? So the Chola Pass sits at five four, so five thousand four hundred meters. Uh, so you are actually going higher than base camp as you as you come up. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't always factor in is you know they think base camp once they've done that that's the hard bit um and then it's a it's a nice easy journey around to gokyo and although it's not that much harder you do go a little bit higher you do stay at a decent altitude um and you you have got a, a little bit of a climb up and over before you drop down and you get to go to those those lakes and i think yeah there are there are two different itineraries to gokyo lakes because either you can go from um from Lukla and then go round to the Gokyo Lakes first and then come down into base camp. Or as we do, you can do the normal Everest base camp trek and then go around to Gokyo and then come back down. And I think the reason why I made the decision to do it that way is because I think you get to see you're almost combining two trips in one. So you still get to do the Everest base camp trek and you get to go the same way that everybody else who's going and doing the Everest base camp trek are going. And then you then get to go and see the Gokyo lakes and come back a different way. So I think when I was trying to make that decision of what should we do with our trek, I think you know because we sell it as an Everest base camp Gokyo lake trek, I wanted people to still have that same Everest base camp experience that everybody else has lead into to base camp i think it's yeah i think in my opinion it is the best way to do it because when you read about everest and base camp and you know all the stories and, and for me you know it, going to everest base camp was one of the first big expeditions that that i ever did so it's always going to be really important to me and when you read those stories and you and you watch the films it is classic them flying into Lukla, starting off you know going all the way through these big names like namche and Dingbache and all the, all of those those uh, places on the way up, and there's something quite satisfying about tracing those steps in that order. Um, and also, it just means that as people are as people are going up, you're prioritising base camp. You know, it, it, you do go a little bit higher afterwards. So, I think that it works quite nicely with acclimatisation, um, getting to base camp, and then going that extra couple of hundred metres further uh, or higher up as you do the trailer pass. Um, and then once you once you reach those lakes, I mean, 
like I said, it's just it, it's just stunning. Um, and it is a different atmosphere. It is a very chilled out vibe. Um, gorgeous blue lakes. There's a little mountain that's similar to uh, what we would climb as Kalapatar. Uh, so they've got one that's near the lakes called Gokyo Ri. Uh, so you have got the opportunity to do a little bit more hiking uh, and climbing once you get there. Otherwise, as, as some people choose, there's hammocks. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like seats by the beach. Uh, well, I say beach, but, you know, the, the bit before the, you know, sort of on the, on the shore of the lake. Um, and then I think, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, which always makes me laugh, is there's a guy that runs, a, runs an art gallery that's not actually far from the tea house that we stay at. And uh, he makes his own, uh, he makes his own, what are they, what are they called? Uh, bruschetta. He makes his own bruschetta. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a really nice place to get to that, it's just this very happy uh, kind of village life, if you like. And I suppose the big, the, you know, the, the nice thing about the Gokyo Lakes part of the trek is the Everest Base Camp Trail can become quite busy. And, you know, that's there on the way up and on the way back. Once you hit that Gokyo Lakes Trail, coming back down to Namche and rejoining the main Everest Base Camp Trek, you know, it's an awful lot quieter in it than than if you're on the you know coming back down the Everest Base Camp way. It's much quieter. Um, so yeah, as well as getting to see a different route, a different part of of Nepal and the Himalayas as you're as you're coming back down, which is you know which is stunning as well. It is it is much quieter, and you know I think, and I I am a bit biased, but I do think one of the great things that we do on our trips is the times of year that we go tend to be a little bit quieter in the season so we don't we don't see as many people as we're trekking up to base camp and and back down again i mean we were um, we were super lucky because i was doing everest base camp with a group when you were doing gokyo with a group yeah. and obviously we had the weather at the start of our trip last year was was not great we had a few issues with um with aeroplanes being able to take off and in the end we had to get helicopters to get the group started um but i think it was it was something silly like for four days or five days a flight hadn't gone mm. to lukla and then we managed to get on like a couple of helicopters to get the whole group there we started trekking and it was so quiet and i mean you didn't get to see this because you obviously then went round to Gokyo as I was coming back down the trail. But obviously what ended up happening was we ended up with five days worth of congestion and all those extra people. So on the way up, it did become really, you know, as we were coming down, those that were coming up, it was, it was super busy. Um, but obviously you didn't get to see any of that because you were trekking round to Gokyo and there wasn't very many yeah. people around. Yeah, we we'd gone round, so we sort of just missed that that big, uh, you know, those big groups coming through, which uh, which was really nice. And you know, we we'd spent a week together trekking up to base camp, ten days, you know, getting to know each other, and you know, especially with your group, and that was really that was really lovely. And then as we went round to do the the rest of it, um, yeah, we'd all gone to a point where we got on really well, and uh, and it and it was just quite nice having that that time and that uh, bit of peace and quiet to ourselves. Um, how would you say, Jake? I mean, the Gokyo Lake trip for us is like a two-day additional trip, in essence. Um, 
So our Everest base camp trek is around 17 to 18 days, depending on flights. Gokyo is around kind of 20 to 21 days, depending on flight times. So it's only another three days. But I'm interested to know, because I know the I know my answer to this, <laughs> but I'm interested to hear yours about the psychology of people continuing around to Gokyo rather than coming the same way back to Everest Base Camp on an Everest Base Camp trek. Yeah, I, I think I get what you're on about. So it's it is different. Um and I think it's it's a little bit different in the sense of when you get to Everest Base Camp, a lot of people that will either be trekking with with us, you know, if you and I are running trips out there simultaneously, or just other people on the trail that you'll be meeting and, and chatting to as we're going up, most of them will be stopping at base camp and turning around and coming back. And I <laughs> I do think that if you if you sign up for the Gokio Lakes, you've got to you've got to be looking at that whole package and you, and you do want to get to those Gokio lakes and you want to look at a different route down because when you get to base camp you've got people who are yeah kind of celebrating there's a massive achievement and obviously you'll be part of that you'll have hit that massive achievement of getting to base camp um the difference is some of those people are now going to be talking about heading back down for a couple of days getting to showers beers <laughs> you know all but, that, I, all but that. I also think as well though like for me as a leader leading those long treks the hardest part for me as an everest base camp trek leader is keeping people motivated to come back to lukla again because mm. they've they've achieved what they've wanted to achieve and now they've got to walk the same way back and as we know in nepal like we don't walk up a hill to get to base camp then turn around and come down a hill to come back again so the way back down to Everest Base Camp to Lukla from Everest Base Camp, in some respects, is still is hard. Apart from the altitude, because obviously breathing's getting easier as you're getting lower. But you asked, there are still some big uphills to go up. Trying to keep people motivated, they've got their eye back on. I want to get back to Kathmandu. Like mm. I want a warm shower. I want a hotel room. Like when you're on the Gokyo Lakes trek, do you feel that? because you are coming back a different way that the trip isn't over. I suppose what I'm getting at is I think people kind of, once yeah. they get to base camp, they've done, I've achieved what I want to achieve. And now I've got to walk four days back. Whereas on the Gokyo Lakes trek, they've still got other things to achieve and that they're seeing different things every day. Yeah, no, no, I get you. I think it is easier from a leader's point of view and actually just a, you know, a, a psychological point of view to always be pushing forwards. Um, and you do get, even though you're coming back to once you've hit Gokya, even though you are getting closer and closer to Namche and then Lukla, uh, you are still pushing forwards until you get to Namche under new terrain. So you don't really know what's coming. So I do think for people when they get into their mindset that it is new, so they don't know what's coming and they're just tackling what's in front of them. It is a little bit easier psychologically, whereas I've found as you say, when you're coming back from base camp, if you go the same way down, although you're motivated by you've just achieved this and you are going to get back down to a hot shower a bit quicker. Um, or, 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 sausage, or sausage and mash at Namche. That's my, like, driver. Well, yeah, if there's any... Bangers and mash at Namche. you and I have been through. <laughs> yeah, that's always good. Um, 
yeah, I think they know they know what's coming. And as you say, it is. I've always described it as a journey to base camp rather than up to base camp because it is up, down, up, down, and round, and you know, <laughs> undulating if you like. So it is a little bit tricky for people to uh, motivate themselves back up those hills that they've come down. Whereas, yeah, with Gokio, you don't know what's coming, and it is easier, I think, to to just keep pushing forwards. What would hit differences then? Anything, anything extra you're going to need to carry? For a kit diff- trip, kit differences. The majority is very, very similar. You might want to chuck in an extra t-shirt. Uh, it will be a little colder. Oh, I did. I did find that is that once you go round from base camp, because we are getting higher and a little bit more remote for those first two days as you do the trailer pass. Um, that's going to be a little bit colder. Uh, you will require some very basic crampons studs um those are things that i mean my group we all picked them up in katmandu it was far easier to uh, far easier and cheaper to pick those up in katmandu before we left um because the the chola pass is essentially a, a glacier that you're going to be climbing over the top of yeah you didn't you didn't use crampons did you you're, you're talking like the the strap on spikes yeah like the spikes or the studs or yeah very very basic they, you know, and they'll slip over any style of boot so you haven't got to think that you need a a B2 set of boots or anything like that. We're not. No, 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 no. I I was doing them in, I mean, I wear the Scarpa uh, Revos. Uh, that's, that's the type of boot that I've gone for at the moment. And they, they were perfect. Um, you know, nice pair of warm socks and, and then some crampons to slip on over the top. So yeah, in terms of kit, it is, it is very, 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 very similar. Um, it is going to be a bit colder in those camps, but then, you know, it, it's a bit cold in Gokio. Uh, sorry, uh, Gorokshire. So, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say you're going to need anything uh, apart from those studs that you'll pick up in Katmandu. You're not going to need anything different. And how about, um, obviously, we've spoken before on the podcast about how the way up to Everest Base Camp is becoming more commercialised. You know, you've got in, obviously, Namche, You've got the Irish bar, you've got cafes, you've even got a sushi restaurant in there now. Like, you know, you've got Ding Boucher, which is getting more and more, you know, there's someone's even, like we said before, someone's carried a snooker table up to Ding Boucher and there's now a snooker yeah. hall in Ding Boucher. And, you know, there's some lovely cafes and bakeries in Ding Boucher. When you, what's your thought process on like when you head around on the, and I mean, we spoke about this with Gareth on a couple of episodes ago about Mira Peak where, you know, it's not as commercialised as the Everest Base Camp Trek. The tea houses aren't quite the same as what they are when you're on the Everest Base Camp Trek. How did you find heading round to Gokyo? How did that compare with with the first part of the trek? So the only difference, I think, in, in styles of accommodation or maybe how, uh, maybe commercialised the wrong word, but I, I suppose once you've got to Gorokshep, um, you know, Gorik Shep is actually for for what it is and where it is, it's it's brilliant. Um, but it is a bit more remote than where you'd have been staying leading up to it. Um th- once you've done base camp, the next two days leading to Gokyo are gonna be more remote. Um the tea houses that you do on the way to base camp are pretty good with Wi-Fi. I will say that, you know. I I can't think of a time doing base camp where I haven't had Wi-Fi, whether it's either through buying uh, Everest Link in the tea houses or whether using a, a local SIM card. 
I've always had signal. Um, but those next two days going round to the Choda Pass is a little different. It is a bit more basic. It is a bit more remote. You do feel like you're properly in the mountains. Um, that that might not make sense unless you've been, but but that's the impression that I got. Um, once you've done the trailer pass and you've dropped down and you get to the Gokyo Lakes, everything else is much more established. And I think one of my favourite places that you know I've stayed in in Nepal is it's got to be the uh, the day after Gokyo you come down, and uh, it's just this this gorgeous little village again. Saying it is <laughs> clearly my word of the day, um, but this this great little village and uh, yeah, they've got they have got hot showers and it was really sunny when we went and the food was great and the Wi-Fi was brilliant. So everyone was, was catching up with friends and family and, you know, filling them in on the last couple of days. So yeah, I think once you've, once you've done those two extra days to go up and over the trailer pass, everything becomes much more civilized if you like. Okay. So if you are, if you are listening to this podcast then Jake, and you kind of had Everest base camp in your mind that it's on your bucket list. Would what would you say to those people of whether they should choose Everest base camp or add on the Gokyo Lakes extension onto it? Well, I think if you yeah if if you've always had the dream of getting to Everest base camp and your that's your big motivation and actually that's your whole reason for going to Nepal is everything to do with Everest base camp. Um, then that's that's fair enough. If you don't want to spend the the extra two or three days um going around to Gokyo, then then I do understand. But I would I would actually encourage everybody for the sake of an extra 48 hours, three days, you get to see so much more of the country. You get to tick off another huge, huge bucket list tick off for, for loads of people. Um and I think when you're doing these lengths of of trip, you know, 18 to 20 days is a is a long length of trip um but if you're going to commit to 18 days i'd say it's so worth sticking an extra three on and uh and just experiencing so much more that's what i would say perfect well jake thanks ever so much for that we will put links into the into the show notes for both the everest base camp trip our ultimate guide to everest base camp which does cover both the everest base camp and the Everest Base Camp Gokyo Lakes as well. So um, it's been great to chat again, Jake. Uh, I think it's been a really interesting episode. And I think, like I said, we've certainly seen an increase in people taking those extra three days um, and adding Gokyo in rather than just doing Everest Base Camp. So hopefully this episode has given you all a little bit of food food for thought. Um, Well, thanks ever so much, everyone, for listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like and subscribe to the podcast because that does tell Apple and everybody else that we actually talk about some interesting stuff on here and that people actually enjoy listening. So if you could, when you click off from this, head over, like it, and give us a quick five-star review. We would really, really appreciate that. So thank you ever so much for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bucket Lister Podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.